Hello everybody, tis I, Jean-Paul here. As you can probably hear, I'm walking down the road. And I'm walking down the road with my co-host, Claire. Because instead of being in Claire's house, we're going for a walk, aren't we, Claire? We are. We're going, walking down my road and the sun has just come out because it was a bit of a grey start. But it's um, now a lovely day. And here we are. You hear some seagulls every now and again. Do you know, there's something about coming, coming down to the seaside when I come to see you. And uh, we've been going through some really, what, going through? We've been having some really nice weather recently, haven't we? We have. I've been swimming most days in the sea because the sea's only four minutes oh, away from me. no, 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 no. It's no, been no. wonderful. The sea? Yeah, of course. It's cold. Well, it's, it's, it, it's quite fresh when you get in, but when you're in, <laughs> it's just fantastic. And it's, it's really good for your health, for your mental health in particular. It sort of, I always say it feeds my soul. And I think we all, as musicians certainly, need something that allows you to sort of switch off every now and again and regroup, refresh. And that's, that's for me, is swimming in the sea. It's wonderful. You obviously didn't, until you moved down here, you, you didn't do sort of open water swimming then, did you? No, no, nothing, nothing at all like that. Because you were in posh Chipperfield, sort of north, north of London. <laughs> well, yeah, we were surrounded by uh, fields and horses and cows and um, not much water. Well, do you know, I've never, I've never asked you this question. Why did you move from a beautiful house in sort of the Hertfordshire countryside, north of London, down to this really vibrant and eclectic... And I've been coming to Brighton for 30-odd years, but it's just a very, very vibrant place. It's sort of, it's, you've gone from one, one life to another life, haven't you? Well, you just answered your own question, really. <laughs> Vibrant, exciting, diverse. There's a little bit of everything. It's, a, it's an outdoor lifestyle. So, I said, you, we've got the sea so close by with the lovely beach. You've got Brighton, 15-minute walk away with its very eclectic feel, lots of lovely shops, theatre the palace you know it's it's a fabulous place and at the bottom of our road here which we're just arriving at there are so many restaurants and bars you can eat a different type of food every night for a month and you still would have more restaurants to go to so it's wonderful now i know we're going to have a chat about lizzo in a bit but it's it's very much like um very similar to being a flute player isn't it and to be an audience member sort of living here because you're talking about diversity of programme, diversity of how you are as a musician, what yep. you include as a musician. So yeah, Lizzo will come up. Oh, we're crossing over. Crossing Gosh, over. It's a busy road this way. Where are we going? We're going to a wonderful new French bistro. Oh, that sounds, that sounds posh. That's just opened up and is literally, as you, we can hear, we're just coming to it now. So two minutes away from the house. So I passed a place called the Gin Tub. <laughs> yeah, we well, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, busy road. Down here? Oh, down here. Oh, Casa Croute. Casse Croute. Oh, Casse Croute. A Roasted little bit coffee. closer to the sea. Roasted coffee, daily fresh bakes on site, Sussex. Yeah, I might buy your croissant if you're good. <laughs> I've never been good, you know. <laughs> I don't live my life like that. Nice table service as well, is it? Hi there. Hi, yeah. Do you want to be inside or out? Well, should we go inside, shall we? Yeah. We should go inside, thank you. 
Oh, this is Oh, God. Morning. Look at that. Look at that. Morning. That's a fantastic display of food. Right, from the left, we're looking at classic quiche Lorraine, or croissants, almond croissants. The most wonderful filled sandwiches. Gosh. We might just go for a pastry, I think, today. <laughs> Unless oh. you fancy a brunch, John Paul. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't eat and talk. Well, I can try to eat and talk. <laughs> it goes from that end all the way down to this beautiful strawberry tarts down here. Right. Mm. Okay. Let's come sit down and do an order. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. yeah. That's great. Thank you. Right, we've moved outside because the the music was a bit loud. So, Glastonbury, did you see Lizzo? Uh, only a little brief excerpt of, of her. Wasn't she brilliant? Yeah, she is brilliant. Brilliant on so many levels. I think, from a very selfish level, for the, for the flute fraternity, she has sort of, or she is doing what Sir James Galway did many, many years ago, which is sort of getting people's eyes on flutes. Yeah, I, I, I think, for me, the most important thing is that classical music, the industry of classical music, is mainly dominated by white musicians. Yeah. And, oh, here comes our, our tea and croissants. Fantastic. It is dominated by white musicians playing classical. Playing, yeah. So Lizzo has become an incredible role model to have because she plays the flute. And she's shown how versatile it can be and she's going to encourage a whole new generation of flute players. So she's been fantastic. And also, she's uh, to have a black musician doing this, she's such a strong role model. Um, and um, incredibly talented. So she's going to pave the way for a more diverse industry as well. I'm not sure I agree that she's going to make, she's made the same impact as Sir James because she is a singer-songwriter flute player. So she is appealing to so many different people at the moment. Okay, got you. Whereas Sir James was, was flute. That was, he, he encouraged zillions of people to pick up the flute, which was incredible. I and mean, it's the reason that most of us are in work today is because of Sir James, in terms of playing and teaching. So he's been wonderful. And he's sort of reinvented himself so many times, and he's still going now. Now, Lizzo is coming from a different perspective in that she's showing that it's cool to do what she does. And she's, she's got an incredible personality. And she has, she plays two hour sets mm. where she's singing and dancing and playing. And she still seems to have energy. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, she must have to work so hard to get to the point where she can do that sort of performance. So as I said, she's a most amazing role model for us to have now. If we were to flip it and you think of Sir James being the genius that he is with, and we spoke about in the podcast a while ago about finding your voice, how the most important thing is, is being, finding your own unique voice rather than trying to copy somebody else. Well, Sir James has his own unique voice. Mm. Do you think 
there would there would have been space bearing in mind all the social media and the generations that are coming through now would sir james have been as big because when he started it was mostly radio and tv well it was all radio and tv and mm. albums yep. wasn't it yeah and it's live it's Liz I think with Lizzo, you've got to see her perform. Mm. You've got to see her, the energy, as you say, she puts mm. in. And that is helped by TV, social media. Oh, absolutely, it's completely different. But they are, they are so different, the two of them. You, you can't sort of compare. You can only compare in terms of impact. Got you. So, um, but yeah, if Sir James was starting now, he would have just as big an impact. He would have a bigger impact. Really? Because of social media. But I just, mean, the man with the golden flute. I mean, he was just so iconic. He still would be iconic if he was starting out today. He was mesmerizing. I mean, if you look back at the, at the old recordings, uh-huh. especially, I mean, the, he did a lot of TV programs. You look at those old TV programs, he was just amazing. I mean, it was just, you don't hear that now. No, but you hear that you didn't hear many flute players in those days, did you? I, I mean, that's the first flute player I heard because he was on the on the radio playing Danny Boy, and my mum was crying, and I thought, why, why is she crying? And it was about the music, the flute. I'd never heard it, but now there's flutes all over the place. Y- yes, but he is such a rare talent that nobody else has come along like him. Not before and not after. So he would still be a standalone superstar if he started now. I would like to think he would. Yeah. I would hope that there was space for him to be as recognised, as brilliant as he is. No, I, I, it's, it, it's a bit like waves parting when he comes along. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't stop that sort of talent. It will always come through. Now, Lizzo has got... She is immensely talented, but in a more diverse way. Mm-hmm. And she is allowing an audience that would primarily listen to her for her songs and singing to listen to her flute. Okay, yeah. And the flute players to get to listen to songs that they might not have listened to. In terms of stage presence and shows, I mean, she puts on a show. And that is um, something that everyone can learn from. She's not afraid of who she is. She is totally confident in, in herself. And I think a lot of us suffer from issues where we are not confident. And I think she's someone to watch so that you can try and just get a little ounce of her confidence when you go and play. I like the fact that she seems very humble. Yeah. Obviously had a, you know, a tough journey. Yeah. And, but certainly a tough journey as a, a young black flute player. And that she did Glastonbury, she tells a story, didn't she? She did Glastonbury a few years ago and was playing in a tent to hardly anybody. And yet the wheels of the life we live in today where fame can come very, very quickly but can disappear very quickly if there's no inherent talent. Mm. The fact that she has just got bigger and bigger and bigger and was referenced the other day by Beyonce at one of her shows. And she's so good at showing 
how positive she is, not only about her music, but about her body. Yes. About being a strong black woman and, and large, yep. and it doesn't matter. Because we don't look at her and think, oh, there's a, there's a big woman on stage playing or singing. We look at her and think, wow, I love that music. Oh, I love so, what she's doing, yeah. An advocate for body positivity, that's what she does. Well, there's a big difference from when Sir James started, is that I don't think there was anything, anything around that body positivity, but obviously what, that's what social media has brought. It's brought this big... It's, it's brought this, this sort of narrative that, of fairyland, which doesn't exist, these perfect people prancing around. No, that's exactly... You hit on something there. Because, yes, it was all about body perfect, uh, face perfect, makeup perfect which is not real, mm -hmm. it's not reality. And we, we talked in the last podcast about um, having blind auditions, <laughs> where you just listen. Yeah. And if you just close your eyes and listen to Lizzo, you will just be blown away, literally. I mean, it's, she's amazing, amazing talent. Yeah, and if you ask me what's my favorite track, it's special, you know, um, from her, because it's just, it covers every aspect, but you've you briefly touched on the fact that we very we spoke about is there a need for positive discrimination and having screens up and uh, certainly even in competitions. Now it seems to have excised some of our listeners, and you know I get it because I've come I'm a white guy I've come from a privileged background, and I get the fact that they don't want to be to have a leg up, they want to be able to do it in their own right. On their own merit. On their own merit. So the people that have been in touch with me have said, and they've, they've all been black people, they've, and they've just said, from our perspective, it's almost, we, we don't really want to be in a position where we as ourselves can't be seen. All right, so there's a, that's a whole different perspective, isn't it? It is, and obviously I'm a white person, so I, I don't see their perspective. Mm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I'm like you, I'm, I come from a privileged background, I can't begin to understand, but all I know is there are, as I said, the classical music industry is predominantly white and we need more diversity. And I was thinking that if things were screened, mm. then there'd be more opportunity to pick the best people rather than the people that look like they fit. Yes, that's what I thought. And I also thought that then it's just your sound and musicality that comes over, rather than any unconscious bias that is within a panel or a jury. But each one of them, is the, same, the message is the same. No, we want to be there as a black flute player and we want people to see us playing. And if we're genuinely not the best for the job, then we're not generally not best for the job. Okay, if you look back to, I suppose, my experience. As a woman, yeah. As a, as a woman from years ago when I was auditioning, there was a lot of discrimination. It's different discrimination in terms of race, but it was discrimination in terms of um, male or female. Who was your teacher? Who on the panel might know you or might not know you? And so if there was a screen, there'd have been a far greater chance of having success. Yeah. It, it is a different 
world now, and I, and I see that. But there are still those types of discrimination going on, even before you talk about race. I would agree. Um, but I have, you know, I, I listen to comments coming back and I, I get it. I try and get it. But, you know, they want to be seen as themselves. Yeah. Maybe the answer then is to have a first audition screened and a second audition that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that would, that, maybe that would solve the, the problem of... of a feeling that you haven't had your platform. Yeah, I mean, how there's not an easy answer here. There isn't. I would imagine if Lizzo is, if she's generating this, which I believe she is, because even in America there's signs that the, the the flute business is certainly first the first flute business is is growing quite rapidly. That she's having an effect. That it's only going to be. 10 years time that there's going to be this new generation of brilliant black flute players that will be coming through, going to auditions, going to competitions and perhaps the world would have changed there. The jury, the panels would be different. Yeah. The panels would have grown up. Hope. Yeah. There's hope. And that's why we sort of, we, we segue back to you and Brighton because Brighton is the for any of you who've never been to Brighton, it is sort of almost the home of the LBDTQIA+. And the home of the Green Revolution. And it's a place where anybody can be anybody. You can be, you can totally be yourself. And no one will judge you. And it's a very different environment to the one I, I, from where I last lived. And you see the most amazing sights and the most amazing people walking past all the time. I mean, you can just come and sit in the cafe like we're doing now and people watch. Yeah. And it's fascinating. Um, you just don't know what you're going to see. But it's friendly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's people talk to you. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a happy place. It's, and it's very, it's very tolerant. Yep, it's very, very tolerant. It's very open. And as you say, you can be who you want to be. And no one is being persecuted for who they are. Or views they might have. Yeah, or how they dress. Yeah. And... I mean, no one's made a comment about how you look today, John Paul. No, it's pretty bad, actually, isn't it? I've got a pair of shorts on. <laughs> with, my little, with my little legs. But with the flute world, it's almost as though, perhaps in 10 years' time, it will become like Brighton in its essence, which will be that classical music, which is the bedrock of flute playing, because you need to learn that way, yeah. that if there was like a Brighton tolerance built in to the flute playing, well, all classical music, mm. really, and it shouldn't, shouldn't just be flute playing, but no, it should be everything. No, it's everybody, absolutely everybody. Then. It shouldn't matter whether you you turn up on you're a guy and you turn up on stage and you're identifying that day as a woman. It shouldn't really. It shouldn't matter. And it just it would allow the new generation, you know, to be seen as individuals, but more importantly, as musicians. Yeah. And you go judge. to a concert. Sorry to interrupt. You go to a concert to listen to the performer, not to look 
necessarily at the performer, to listen yes. to what they're doing, to what they're communicating. And that is the most important bit, because um, we're entertainers. They're there to, a performer is there to give, give something to their, their audience. And so it's, that's what we're listening to the music, not thinking about why they're wearing that, that dress or got the hair that way, just the music. And what's interesting is like society by society, and we're having this sort of little chat about it now. In a few years' time, it won't... I mean, my kids don't even talk about it because they've sort of grown up in this Absolutely. very mature, open... Accepting way. Yes. Same with, same with my children, too. They're totally accepting. They don't sort of separate different types of people. Everyone is yeah. equal in their own right. Yeah. Um, which is how it should be. We just need the music business, music industry, to be more embracing, certainly the classical music industry. Mm. But you're exactly right with Lizzo, is that she is an artist, a composer, a musician, and a flute player. Yep. So people that are going to see her as Lizzo are being introduced to the flute, yep. whereas Sir James was a brilliant musician, a genius, as a flute player. As a flute player who bridged the gap with some poppy music. Yeah. Uh, John Denver's Annie's song is the one that everyone remembers. Yeah. So yeah, you're exactly right there, sort of on parallel lines, but just on just different trajectories, really. Yeah. But I still think that her inf Lizzo's influence is not going to be the same as Sir James. We're not going to have zillions more um, profesh uh, classical flute players because of Lizzo we will have maybe more people who play the flute because of her, mm -hmm. but they look at it as being part of a bigger package of, of singing and um, of acting or dancing. Um, so two completely different identities here. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that Lizzo's brought the flute into her act, hmm. into her stage show, into her performances. Because Ian Anderson had done it for years. Ian hadn't? Anderson? But yes, Ian Anderson of, of Jethro, that's, that's the first, uh, we talked yeah. about on this past podcast, the first thing I ever played was the opening to Living in the Past. Because that's what I'd heard and I thought it was fantastic. So he had the same influence on me that Lizzo is maybe having on young people today. But you didn't start the flute because of Ian Anderson? No. No. And I, yeah, and I didn't start the flute because of Ian Anderson. I started because of Sir James Galway. Ah, okay. So that was this podcast. Really, has been to cover some of the comments that came back. Because we've had a few podcasts where we've tried to stir things up in the nicest possible way, in order to get reaction and see what the thinking is out there. So yeah. we really appreciate that people have got in touch. And. I'm sure you'll have, have comments as well as to how you find Lizzo, because I know there's a lot of classical players that don't really get her. I've spoken to classical players that don't get her, and I just say, I think your mind's really closed. I'm fed up with the snobbishness of, yeah. of, of only listening to one type of music, one genre. For me, music is music. I've always loved all types of music. And I'm, I'm sick of the barriers that are put up where you can't go from one to the other. I think you should be going, mixing and matching yeah. as often as you can. Music, it's just music. And what does music do? You, you all need music in different ways when you're 
you, you, I mean, it, it can get you out of, or it can soothe you, it can make you feel good. And that's just sort of two different styles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll leave that, we'll leave the podcast there this week, Claire. Yeah, and you need to drink your tea because it's going cold. Yeah, I've got tea rather than coffee. It's because I've probably had too much this morning. Anyway, thank you all for listening this week. Uh, big shout out to our podcast sponsors, as always, TJ Flutes. You can find them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Facebook at Trevor Jones Flutes, and on the web at tjflutes.com. Claire, we're going to switch off, have our croissant and coffees or teas, and we'll come back and record another one because we've got some questions that have been sent in. We have. Great. Have a, Thanks, great, have a great day, everybody, and speak to you again soon. Bye, Bye. for now.